It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. You want the good news or the bad news? Hello and welcome to The Pick. Great to have your company wherever you might be. Uh, it's the B team this week. David King and Sam Edmund have another week of R&R. Kingy is getting that pedicure again this week. And uh, Sammy will be back soon. He's waking up the early mornings and trying to get himself some sleep, which is fair. It's the picks. Great to have you with us. Great to have the great Nick Dalsanto with me. Welcome to you, Nick. A very good evening to you, Dwayne. Now, you've said this multiple times. I think it's about our third or fourth time that we it have is. filled in. And you didn't initially, a few weeks ago, say that we were the B team. And by the end of that hour, I think mm. we got down to at least the D, if not the E team. So it is incumbent upon us to try and uphold some sort of standard while we were it filling is. in these chairs. Uh, counting down to the Port Adelaide Melbourne game, of course, live from the Adelaide Oval on AFL Nation from 7pm. Speaking of eight teams, Anthony Hudson to lead the footy team, bringing you that one tonight. So that should be a ripper. We'll talk more about that a little later on. The People's Multi is back for another week, thanks to Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. You can text in now on 0433981116 with your name, your local sporting club, and the team you're barracking or you're backing at the Blue Bet line. So who are you barracking to win for you at the Blue Bet line? We'll select one texter to be part of the multi, and if it gets up, your local club will win the proceeds. So fantastic prize on offer. Plus, during the show, we'll give away a slab of one classic lager to our best texter. One classic lager, a beer you can count on, available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. You can also jump on the open line when you like, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. but a massive... Week of sport news, yeah. And uh, yeah. where would you like to start? Would you like to start with the news of the day, which is Jamara Eugle Hagen yes. to make his AFL debut? So yep. the number one pick in the draft is going to make his AFL debut. It's been much awaited. Yes, he's uh, really had to force his way in. And then, according to many on the text today, he's actually got a game when he's less in form than when he was not getting a game. It's intriguing, isn't it? And the complexity around selection and why particular people get selected. Now, the first of all, I mean, that's fantastic news. Western Bulldogs supporters, I mean, he was spoken about even before he got taken number one um, going through their academy, which was very fortunate for them. So we, we completely know the story about his uh, selection into that team and it's changed the rules going forward for all the academies that as of this year, that the first round of the draft is... Um, is free game for anybody that wants to take any player. And then outside of that, then the academy. Outside of Father Sons. which so Outside Dacos, of Father Sons. Dacos will go to Collingwood. And uh, Sam Darcy, is it Sam? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, he's, we'll go to the dogs. Well, he's, very yeah. fortunate when you got yeah. the Father Sons. But in regards yeah. to the academies, uh, yeah. the first round are out of it, which completely makes sense. So I think we sit here and we wish him all the very best. Now, clearly Aaron Norton is out of the team, so he's probably going to be, well, will be the other key four next to Josh Bruce. They come up against the Sydney Swans. 
If you could pick a team that you wanted to start your AFL career against, probably Sydney Swans aren't the one. Although really you're s- playing against Lance, and he's a big Lance Buddy Franklin fan. He's grown up all his yeah. life as a – so he gets to play on the stage. He's going to be at the eye. other end of the ground. He may yeah. never see him. No, but he'll sort of see him, see him, see him. <laughs> From a distance yeah. and take notes. I like the idea of him getting a game, to be honest. Uh, you might not be the best ruckman in the you – know, you might not be the best player in the twos, yeah. but if the ruckman goes down and you're the ruckman, you get the gig. This is just the right moment. Jamari Hagen to actually make his debut. Norton goes down. It's a spot that you can play in. So, What does that say about Josh Shackey? Um, it probably says about Josh Shackey that you're not the future. Mm. You're the now, and if there's a better now, you won't get a game. If Jamari Hagen wasn't available, then Josh Shackey would be the best for now. But the future is Jamari Hagen, probably, not Josh Shackey. Is that a reasonable way of thinking about it? I think that is accurate. And I think the evidence that we have in front of us and the decisions that have already been made in regards to those two Mm. particular players playing VFL, and I think Josh Hackey's numbers stack up better than Jamara's at this stage. But I do agree. If that is your two options, Mm. you're probably leaning towards the younger, even though Shackey's not that old, and looking towards your future. If it was a grand final this weekend, it might be Shackey. He's in better form. Mm. He can play that spot. You know what you're going to get, so you kind of know, okay, we'll take Shackey's... 7 out of 10 ahead of what could be a, a 5 out of 10 because you're overawed kind of game from a first game or, you know, could end up being a 9.5 out of 10 game from Jamari. Could Yuka be Hagen. a Marlon so, Pickett style yeah, game first up. could be, but you might prefer to take Shaki. But at this stage of the season, I think this is the right move. Well, I like it. So we wish him all the very best. When we get to see a young, talented player, whoever it may be, come into the AFL system, we get to watch very, very closely. So the dogs have got the swans. I'm going to be watching that one closely and, in particular, he's either going to get the Rampy or the McCartan matchup. Mm. So it ain't going to be easy first up. No, no. Um, the But does Luke Beveridge do something different to protect him a little and get him a different matchup? Or uh, how, would you, you, how would you go about start that? Start him on the bench maybe and let the matchups happen uh, and then bring him on after that? Well, I think if you're the Sydney Swans and you're doing your preparation, you've got all bases covered in regards yeah. to, you know, if he used to start on the bench. The only way he could protect him, and I hope this doesn't happen, is he's the medical sub. Yeah, which won't that happen. That shouldn't happen. No, you wouldn't think so, especially for a first game. So good Correct. news. It's um, it's fantastic news for the Dogs. I mean, they're flying at the moment, the Dogs, before we leave them and talk about them a bit later. They are flying right now. They're top of the ladder. They're coming with a bit of a rush. They've mm. got a style of game which is a little bit different. Uh, and it is going to be sort of good to see them go against Sydney, who who you know used a pretty good style last weekend as well. So that's part of the big news of the day. Here's a little bit of... Jamara Eugle Hagen speaking to teammates, talking about uh, sticking around. Obviously, I'd like to thank all you boys for helping me throughout this journey. Obviously, it's been tough. It's got through the BFL and obviously uh, doing my best. And obviously, it was a good opportunity to play for him because you get to learn new characters and um, you get to obviously join your, join a new team. And it's a challenge. And um, all, this, all this talk about trade and stuff, like obviously, that's all cool. A little bit of Jamara Yuga Hagen. He's a new age kind of guy as well. He's a social media yes, user, so it's active. a whole new age coming through now. I got a I got a f- bit of a theory, a funny suspicion, a hope, maybe, and that is that those that have grown up all their life, maybe with social media, might be more adept at being able to handle it yeah. in their senior years. I know that a lot of players get hammered on social media and it's tough for them, but maybe this new era of social media years. I mean, there's, there's kids coming through now that have never known anything mm. but 
social media. So is that going to help, do you think? Uh, well, I hope so. I mean, because he is very active on social media, along with his partner as well. So, yeah. I mean, I'm probably I'm mid to late 30s now, so I'm probably past that as well. I missed that during my football career, and I'm not active anyway on social media. So I think, it, I guess what we're getting at, it's normal. Like mm. This is their normal day-to-day interaction. This is how they communicate with people and we speak about social media as a negative place and getting all this feedback. Now, absolutely that happens. But I guess in some way, I'm trying to find some sort of positive for a young guy coming yep. into the system. If that's your normal, then that's your normal. And if you're prepared yeah, to put right. it out there and you're prepared to get that sort of feedback positively and negatively, negatively, then I guess that's just what it is, Dwayne. It's hard to get around it. Yeah, it's your, all your life normal as opposed to picking it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Instagram's not a bad place to live. Twitter's a little different. Are you, you active? I'm, I am on Instagram. Yeah, absolutely. I, we'll I occasionally, if you want to, you know, see my holiday in the Grampians, see me, you know, walking past the kangaroos, you can do that on Instagram. <laughs> but, uh, or, of course, dropping into Werribee Kia from time to time. Oh, but anyway, well that's a, there's another show I do that uh, will give that a run another time. Um, but I don't mind. Instagram's kind of okay. I reckon it's a reasonable domain. Twitter can get a little well, nasty. When they have a man called Bailey Smith at that football club who yep. sets the standard and the following, I think almost in the whole AFL for a young man and he's following, if that's your leading, you know, yep. if he's leading from the front, then you can fit right in behind there, Jamara. Let's go to the other end of the spectrum, a bloke who might be coming to the end as opposed to a bloke that's starting. Alistair Clarkson's coming to an end at the Hawthorne Football Club. He will coach next season. There, His manager's told the world today that he will be coaching Hawthorne next season, so we can forget the speculation. He'll be there next season, and uh, he'll be um, with Sam Mitchell alongside him and handing over the reins to Sam Mitchell at the end of 2022 for 2023. So it has been pretty much confirmed by Clarko's team that yep. he ain't going anywhere for 2022. Do we believe this, Dwayne? Well, like, we, I mean, this is pretty deep, and this will have domino effects for multiple people and multiple football clubs. So where, where do we start with this? Well, so the, I think the, you have to believe that's the situation now. Yes. Now, we know the circumstances can change. So I think we take them, I do at least, take them on face value that that is the reality, that's the truth now. Now, whether the truth st- uh, finish, it changes at the end of mm. the year, well, that happens sometimes. The circumstances have changed in the last week. So let's go. We, we keep on speaking about football clubs. So let's speak about Clarko just for a moment. And this is just throwing out some ideas. So is it in Clarko's best interest to finish out his contract? And let's take the money out of it because we know it is significant. But he would get that anywhere he goes, maybe mm. more. But in regards to his coaching career, does it do him any favours to nurture, develop Sam Mitchell next year if he remains at Hawthorne? What is um, the purpose for him if he knows ultimately he's handing it over and going somewhere else? Well, this is where it's different to Paul Roos, who wasn't going to coach somewhere else. Yes. He was handing over to John Longmire and sailing into the distance, handing over to Simon Goodwin yep. and sailing into the distance. Um, do most people believe that Alistair Clarkson won't sail into the distance in 2023, that he'll he'll end up being an AFL coach somewhere? I think what is what is in it for Clarko is just being a great Hawthorne man right to the right mm. to the to the absolute end. Isn't that something that you can? I I, I like that idea. Yeah. And and or is that if this this is the other part within this, if this relationship can't, if you can't walk away from this relationship, Hawthorne and Clarko, mm. and shake hands and have a nod of respect and an appreciation for what both parties have done for each other, I don't know if there's a relationship that can in regards to coaching. Mm. Like we're speaking about one of the greatest coaches of all time. Those that work with him acknowledge him as the genius and the master. Yeah. If that relationship can't walk away in just a little tip of the cap, I don't know if any coaching relationship can with their club. And it can change next year as well. There might come a point next year where Sam Mitchell actually starts coaching, um, you know, 51%, 52% yep. of the game. But maybe 
Did ben, some... did ben Rudden do that at times? Yeah, like, I think is that so. right? Yeah. So, in theory, if at some stage, say in round 19 next year, yep. Alistair Clarkson starts to think, oh, actually, I might wouldn't mind coaching next year. There's a few offers coming through. Maybe that's the point of time where he says to Sam, okay, you've got the right. I'm still going to sit alongside you and help you, mm. but you've got the full reins here um, to take control for the last two or three weeks. So you're not sold that Clarko will coach somewhere else, even if he does fulfill his commitment next year? I think there might be so many job offers coming to Clarko that we don't even fathom right now. Prime Minister? It's not Prime a hunt. No, well, I'd, I'd vote uh, for him. There could be a job at the AFL for him. Mm. I mean, there could be, you know, this head of football jobs, which are not going to um, bring him the probably money that a coach will get. But at the same time, it might be something that he might enjoy doing as well. I think there there's a lot of things that Alistair Clarkson might get offered that might end up becoming more attractive. So I don't think it's a fait accompli that he coaches somewhere in 2023 right now. I like that line of thinking. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right, though. We probably pigeonholed him as a coach only. And he's got to be more than that. You know, yeah. the, the amount of time he's been around, the amount of understanding he has of a football club and the stakeholders. Yeah, I think that's, we probably sold him a bit short there. How many offers to coaches Paul Roos had since he handed over to Simon Goodwin? You would think he would have had a couple. Multiple. Well, he's, he's but he hasn't Kangas. been enticed back. Yeah, it's a valid point. And his reputation is really strong mm. as well. Um, speaking of coaches and uh, the merry-go-round, uh, Clarko's manager said that he will coach out the, the contract at Hawthorne and coach as their senior coach next year. David T, the coach of Carlton, who are having, um, at the moment, the fine-tooth comb uh, through their club. David Teague spoke about the Clarko speculation today. In terms of the Clarkson thing, that um, no, there's no need to, to give me a call around that. You're, yeah, you're feeling pretty comfortable where you are, the way the team's played in the last couple of weeks. You obviously believe you're the, the right man going forward anyway. Uh, I do. I honestly believe I'm the right person um, and this group. I think we've got a good team together at the moment. Um, I understand we probably haven't performed as well as we would have liked to have, but um, in terms of where the club's going, the direction the club's going, I have a lot of confidence. I've spoken to the players about the review and, and, you know, in that sense, obviously they're speaking to other people as well, but have you spoken individually about them and not to be distracted by it and to keep focusing on the footy as you've done in the last couple of weeks? Uh, we addressed it yeah. before it started yeah. and then from then on, it hasn't been as intrusive as people may think. Your thoughts? Uh, well said, had no other choice but to defend his stance and the club's stance on the growth and being the right person for the job. So I don't think we can assess David Teague in any other way, but that's what we would expect him to say. Dwayne, I've just written down three names that are all at different stages, you know, mostly because of Clark because of his contract. But we've got Alistair Clarkson, widely regarded as the best coach, let's just say, of the modern era, and that's probably underselling him, but let's just make it simple. Mm-hmm. We've got Ross Lyon and those that have worked with him and those in the industry would often say he is one of the best tacticians in the game. Yep. He's sitting there. And we've also got the recently finished up Nathan Buckley. So for us sitting in the street and having an opinion on these people, the people that have worked with these guys, Clarko, Rossi Lyon, and Nathan Buckley, say they are the best. They can't all be out of a job for too long. They can't all, three of the best minds of the modern era, can't be out of the game for too long. Well, there's only one job available right now, and it's Collingwood. And two, mm. let me throw this at you. Uh Nick Rewalt would make a pretty good coach, wouldn't he? You think one day would he make it? Yeah. A... Oh, Rui'd be good at the majority but, of things. But he, he wouldn't himself too. Uh, he, he he's doing well in the media, mm. and he's got a great career, and it's a lot less stress. Yes, and I presume he's getting a reasonable number. Jonathan Brown gets a reasonable number. There's jobs in the media as well that can bring you 
a lot of success and um, a lot of financial success, but come with a lot less stress. So I would suggest that over the last 30 years, there's been a lot of guys who could have been great AFL coaches that have gone to the media. Jared Healy is another one. Could have coached, mm. but why did you? Why do you want the stress when you can get almost the same money working in the media? You raise a good point. You raise a very good so one. there might be a job for one <laughs> so, of those guys in the media. Is, I mean, Nathan Buckley could go to the media and never go back. Yeah, well, Rossi's doing a little bit of media yeah. as it currently stands, both TV and radio. Yeah. So I just the, think once you're involved in a club and you belong to something, and the constant grind and the constant accountability to something bigger than yourself and the competitive juices, I just think sometimes it's hard to get out. Coaches are unique beasts. There is something. Beast. There is a, something about laying it all on the line on yeah. a Saturday afternoon yeah. every week. Yeah, and, and looking, you looking people in the eye every Monday. You get a good adrenaline rush. You and I working in the media today. We go to the footy. Yeah, yeah, we enjoy it. Yeah, we do. I do. We enjoy it. Um, slam dunk McRae from Bluebet's been good enough to join us. Bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today, but gamble responsibly. Uh, welcome to you, Slam Dunk. Great to have you back on the program. Yeah, thanks, Dwayne. Good evening to you and Nick and all the listeners out there. Hope everyone's well. We are well, and uh, Port Adelaide, Melbourne tonight, hard one to pick. Yeah, it sure is. But Port Adelaide have been well back with us, Dwayne, at Bluebet. $1.65 in the head-to-head. The Demons, two twenty-five, and they've got six-and-a-half start for tonight's game. And Port have been well back at the minus six-and-a-half into $1.85. So good money for the Port tonight. And uh, anything else that's a big mover and shaker for the weekend? Oh, let's a couple of games. Uh, we got the Hawks that have been. The start was eight and a half. That's now into four and a half. The uh, Magpies versus Richmond. The start was ten and a half into seven and a half. And a good move for Carlton at the uh, plus guys. Twenty three and a half into nineteen and a half versus the Cats. Good move for Carlton. How about that? And your leg for the People's Multi. Yeah, I'm going to the last game of the round, guys. West Coast, after that hiding last week, I'm going They head back home. Minus 26.5 against the Kangaroos. I think uh, that's my lock of the week for the uh, multi. Love your work, Dunk. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for your time. Thanks, Dwayne. Have a great evening. Thank you. Duncan McRae from Bluebet. Bluebet, bet same game multis with Bluebet. Download the apps today. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Nick Dalsetto and I am with you as we wind our way to AFL Nation's broadcast of Port Adelaide v Melbourne. Tonight, we're going to take a break and go through all the games next. On SEN, The Picks, with David King and Sam Edmund. Great to have your company. Nick Dalsato and I are with you as we work our way towards Port Adelaide and Melbourne, live from the Adelaide Oval on AFL Nation tonight from 7 o'clock. Keep your texts coming for the People's Multi if you want to be a chance to... Grab uh, a nice little bonus for your sporting club. Then send in your text. You need to text in your name, your local sporting club, and the team you are taking at the Blue Bet line. We'll select one texter to have a leg in the multi, and if it gets up, your local club will win the winnings. But gamble responsibly, of course. Uh, Dunk from Blue Bet has already gone the West Coast Eagles at the line, so he has added that to the multi. Nick Dalsato and I to pick ours, and you can pick yours. So send in your texts, 0433 98 11 16. 0433 98 11 16. You've got nothing to lose. Port Adelaide and Melbourne, fourth versus second on the 40 Winks ladder. Any size mattress is the price of a single at 40 Winks. The line is currently six and a half points to Port Adelaide. 
with the Blue Bet uh, line. So Port Adelaide have Cleary and Butters in, mm. out Farrell, out for the year. Bonner omitted and Frederick omitted in Melbourne. Ben Brown and Sparrow's been omitted. Vandenberg's been omitted. So the final changes obviously will be announced in the next 30 minutes. So uh, what would you like? Um, would you like Melbourne plus six and a half or Port Adelaide with the minus six no, and a half? I'm taking Port Adelaide in tonight's game. I, I like the inclusions that Port have had. Unfortunate news for Kane Farrell with that knee from last week. Bonner's an interesting one because I actually thought he'd been going okay. Maybe he had a couple of quieter weeks, but I like what Port are doing. And I've been stubborn. I've been a little bit bullish on what they could be. I think them as much as, I've said this before, as much as any other team from here leading into finals have got as much upside as anybody. I liked what Charlie Dixon did last mm. week. I like this defense. You know, I think we get caught up, not, not in a bad way, but we love Melbourne's defense and what they have been probably outside of the last three to four weeks. But Porter right up there as well. I, I'm, I like Port tonight. So do Port have to start beating teams like Melbourne to get uh, more people believing they can win the flag? Um, well, I think the obvious answer is yes, but I don't think they need us to believe it. I think yeah. they are capable, and I think internally their coaching staff and within the playing group, you think about the football that they've played. You look at their midfield group. Ollie Wines is in career-best form. Mm. Trav Boak's like a... Like a bottle of fine wine, he just yes. won't won't leave. He just continues to chug away. Yeah, wouldn't, um, fine, wouldn't wines be like the fine wine? They've got two glasses That's of wine. True. They have. You like that? Yeah, I they do. Like, yeah, I like it. <laughs> he's getting better with age. Was my point. So I like uh, I like port tonight, Dwayne. Uh, Essendon Adelaide line currently twenty one and a half to Essendon. So you can take Essendon to win by over that, or Adelaide to get that many points in in Essendon. Gleeson out ham. He's been omitted. Heppel is out injured for Adelaide. Himmelberg's back in, mm. and he's found it tough to get a game in the last couple of years. Murphy also in, out Walker with that neck problem. Let's hope he's not out for too long. Brown's out injured, and Haightley's been omitted as well. What do you make of Essendon and their form in general? Yeah. Uh, can they make the eight? Uh, and if they can make the eight, they've got to do away with Adelaide. Well, we're all on top and uh, definitely on board at the Bombers and what we've seen. I think it's a bit too early for them and for us to, you know, to spruik about what they could be this year. And I don't think that should be their priority. I think their best years are the next few years after this year. But in regards to uh, the game tomorrow night, 21 and a half in favour of the Bombers, I'm, I'm taking them. I think they win by at minimum four goes. And I'm going to jump in and say this is what I want for the week. I want this All to right. be my tip for the week. Okay, the so Bombers your, over the Crows. Your leg, Nick Dalsano's leg in the multi. Uh, great news with Darcy Parrish signing. Would you have liked him to sign for longer or are you happy with the way it is? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy if his form continues as it currently is. I mean, there's a lot of players in the competition that seem to have breakout years or their career best years, yep. the final year of a contract. Now, I don't know Darcy um, well at all, but I've loved what he has done. I think if you're a Bombers player, if you're a Bombers supporter and on his current form and what he's done this year, you'd love him to sign for longer than what he has, mm. just a couple. But you know what? Each to their own. I mean, if as long as he gives the output that he has this year for the remainder of this two years contract and then they reassess it again, I've got no issue with that. What kind of year length would you offer Jake Stringer? Oh, remind me how old he is. Is well, he 27-ish mm. off the top of my head? Um I think a three is fair yeah. and reasonable. Yeah, I think he, the, the talk is, I think Tom Morris might have reported. I better not put Tom in it. Yep. Somebody has reported that uh, he's after four. Uh, I've got no concern with a two to three with triggers, meaning if you earn it, then you can have additional years. But you've got to be able to go out and perform whatever those measurements may be. It could be a game criteria. Yep. Um, but I think that's fair and reasonable. And I think a lot of players expect guaranteed money and guaranteed years. 
I think if it's fair and reasonable, both parties should be able to walk away or, or sit down and go through that and be happy with what they get. Stringer was born in 94. So he's 27. Yep. Uh, yeah. Hawthorne Fremantle. Line currently four and a half to Fremantle at Bluebet. Hawthorne have Granger Barras back. Uh, Jekka and Brockman are also back in. Yep. Greaves, Newcomb and Hanrahan. And O'Brien all omitted after taking mark of the century. Uh, he's out again. That's been the... The story of his life, really, as an AFL player for seven years. Surely that mark by itself means that you get to it's play for the longer. next month. It, it's like making a 70 yep. or, an, or an 80 in, on the uh, on the cricket pitch, isn't it? Where yeah. you just think, well, that gives me another month of footy. And what happened to Newcomb's did, – did, did, did the tackle count drop below 14 a game or something, did um, it? He looked like it, he was going to be well, in. Well, he'd set himself a high standard. He had. That's know. true. He'd set himself a very high standard. So Granger, Barras, Jekka and Brockman in. Mm. And what about for Frio? So the ins are Banfield. The out is Bewley and Croden. Yep. The one that was a significant loss from last week was Tavener. Now, I look at this game. The line's uh, four and a half. I have concerns with how Freo are going to kick a competitive score. Now, well, uh, one, of the, one of the easiest ways for Fremantle to do it is kick straight. That'd be a good starting point. I think they've only kicked more goals than points twice this whole it'd, year. It'd be a very good starting point. And, and interestingly, we covered this game um, for Fox on we did. Sun, was it Saturday or Sunday. I'm getting my days mixed up last week. And I spoke to... Justin Longmuir at half time, and I asked him about the tackle count. Off the top of my head, I think they had 17, maybe a little bit more mm. than that at half time. And I said, Is this a concern? Is it a structural issue? And he said, In regards to our priorities, this was at half time. That's right down the list. I thought, Oh, okay. So clearly they're seeing that there's more issues than their pressure that mm. they're putting on the opposition and being able to turn the footy over. Um, so as I look at this game, I'm going to go with Hawthorne, and I think they get the, the game uh, won by more than one goal. Carlton Geelong, line currently 19.5 to Geelong at Bluebet. So if you take Carlton at the points, you're getting a 19.5 point start in essence in for Carlton. Zach Williams is back. Cottrell and Williamson are both out omitted. Patrick Cripps has been named. So the good news is there that uh, he looks like playing, even though his foot might not be 100% for yep. Geelong in Radigalia. Higgins is back after getting a week's rest. Yes. O'Connor also back. So if they want to try and shut someone down, they've got someone that can do that. Or they've got a really good defender back as well. Um, out Cameron with that injury. Joel Selwood has been managed. Joel Selwood. Dalhouse has been managed. And Narkle's been omitted, oh, which uh, you again. see alongside Narkle's oh, name a bit. Gosh. Yeah. Um, but Joel Selwood's a bit of an out. A significant out, as is Jeremy Cameron, obviously, mm. through the injury. Um, I, I like the strategy of, of the Cats, and like they do the majority is they put themselves in a position where they can manage players along the way. If I'm Sam Walsh, expect O'Connor to come to you. And we've seen when he has been tagged, going back a few weeks ago, by Matt DeBoer, significantly hampered his output. We saw the following week where he ran right against the Crows, had 38 disposals, one of his career best games. On the weekend, he had a semi-tag, but it wasn't quite um, uh, working. They just couldn't quite work through it Frio. But if I'm Geelong and I'm O'Connor, I'm saying, hey, I'll take the Sam Walsh match up and see what happens from there. I still think the Cats get this done, and they get it done by more than 19.5 points, points. So I'm comfortable with that, even though it is at the MCG. And before we leave this game, uh, the Cameron hamstring, I don't mind the fact that they took a chance with it and said, okay, well, if he's trained with it and mm. – um, it didn't go in the first five minutes of the game either. By the way, he was playing some brilliant football yep. despite having some sort of hamstring. He kicked three. Yeah. So he was dominating the game. In fact, they might not have won the game if he decided not to play. Yep. So I didn't mind the fact that they rolled the dice. But 
It'll be interesting to see when they bring him back now. The Cats, if Melbourne and the Bulldogs keep those top two positions, the Cats don't need to finish top two mm. because they're going to play their first final at the MCG anyway. Yeah. So they could finish top or second, but if they're playing against the Bulldogs or Melbourne, it'll be at the MCG. Yeah. So the Bulldogs and Melbourne at one, two. Third is just as good a finish for they're the not, Cats. They're not going anywhere. They might be in resting territory come later on well, this year. just on that Jeremy Cameron one, I know it's been – you know, done to death in regards to how much we've spoken about it and analysed it. But just to try and give my perspective on it. So clearly we know in hindsight it was a poor decision because he's become well, – he got injured and he's out for a period of time. But in that moment, all you can do is assess the player and all Jeremy Cameron can do is assess how he feels at that moment. Now, it is very simple for us to say, well, we saw him doing a fitness test. We mm. saw him having discussions. But the amount of times you go into a game with what you would consider a niggle, some soreness – and you work your way through all those options. Now, I mean, I've woken up multiple times on game day and didn't have an injury. You think, is my calf a bit tight today? Mm. Or is that in my yeah. head? And but if you jumped at every shadow, you wouldn't play. You'd never play. And particularly this time of year. There's a handful of guys that would be getting assistance to play through, medical assistance. Yeah, the amount of niggles that you've got, you're right. You'd be wrapped up in cotton wool or you'd just say, sorry, coach, I can't play mm. today. And clearly in hindsight, it was the wrong choice. But I've got no issue. And I think that a medical staff would put somebody out there that isn't what they would consider fit, I just think it's a bit disrespectful to their medical staff. Great to have Nick Dalsato with us for the picks. We're counting down to Port Adelaide v Melbourne live from the Adelaide Oval on AFL Nation from 7pm. Keep your text coming in 0433-981116 for the People's Multi, 0433-981116, and we'll run through the rest of the games next. On SEN, The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Counting down to the Port Adelaide v Melbourne game live from the Adelaide Oval on AFL Nation from 7 o'clock tonight. Okay, People's Multi is, uh, we've got Duncan from Bluebet picking the West Coast Eagles. We've got Nick Santo picking Essendon. We now need to pick someone off the text machine, 0433981116, and my pick for the People's Multi. In fact, I'm told that we put a few names in the hat off the text, and Shane from Airport West, you have got the People's Multi running for you. Uh, Shane and Airport West, you picked, uh, you're from the Essendon District Football League Umpires Association oh. as well. So uh, nice of you to give us a text, Shane from Airport West. So you've taken the Giants at the point. So let's talk about uh, that game. Giants v Gold Coast, the line currently 16.5 to the Giants at Bluebet. So the Gold Coast gets 16.5 minutes. Uh, Minutes, points. <laughs> start. It'd be nice if you got 16 and a half minutes. Extra. Start. Yeah, just to score as much as you can. Yeah. Until you kicked a point and there was no one to bring it in for the opposition, <laughs> yeah, of course. Which and would you, happen as well, yeah. the way goal kicking's going. Very good point. Uh, for the Giants, in Hogan, DeBoer, Taylor and O'Halloran, out Buckley. Um, their squads are obviously been named. Gold Coast, in Graham, Greenwood, Atkins and Smith, out Corbett. What do you make of this one? Uh, well, it's going to be an interesting game considering it's at Ballarat. I don't think that ground or that condition suits anybody out of right. these two teams. I mean, I loved the form of both clubs last week. Now, clearly the Gold Coast game against the Tigers was a huge upset, but hey, you got to hand it to the team and what they did you know, over a week ago. And from the Giants' perspective, and to put this in context, they played 17th and 18th the previous two weeks to playing Melbourne, the number one team in the competition. They walked away with two points, just being that draw against the Kangaroos yes. in Tasmania. So how could you tip them against the D's last week? I actually did. You did I, not. I did because I, I knew. Based that, on what Because they played at the MCG the week before and they were kind of, I think they got acclimatised to it myself. 
And I was a couple behind, so I need to take <laughs> yeah, a chance. Thank on you. Someone. Or you forgot to put your tips in, you got the away team. <laughs> but uh, there's some big inclusions. So Hogan, DeBoer, the number one tagger in the competition. Taylor, I would expect him to probably go to Ben King, like what he can do. He's good. He's yep. a very good player, very diligent. And from a Gold Coast perspective, I mean, Smith out, Corbett, oh, sorry, Smith in and, and Corbett out. So I'm going to go with the Giants, 16 and a half. My um, head start to the Gold Coast Suns, but I like the Giants. I think they're building. You have to give them a little bit of respect. Let me ask you this question then uh, in advance, because the Giants host the Sydney Swans the week after in the Sydney Derby, but that yes. won't be played in Sydney. So it's a it's a giant it's a Giants home game. Mm-hmm. So they've probably got the option of picking a venue to play at in Victoria somewhere. Man, Both teams are stuck here. They're not picking GMHBA Stadium. That's I can promise I was you that. Ask you because Sydney played GMHBA Stadium. Mm. They played it pretty well last week. Their mm-hmm. fans went. So what do you do if you're the Giants? Do you go Ballarat again, back-to-back Ballarat? Because you might become a bit more acclimatised to yeah. Ballarat playing back-to-back there. Or do you, do you ask the AFL to put you at Marvel and know you're not going to get much of a crowd? But you might entice 10,000 Sydney fans to come because South Melbourne and Sydney fans yeah. would probably get to Marvel. And you might get 10 or 15 of theirs but not many of yours. Well, I think that's going to happen almost no matter where they go in, in Victoria. And the way that the, the fans turned out to GMHBA Stadium last week yeah. to support them against the West Coast Eagles, I think that's inevitable. You are going to cop almost the away game feel no matter where they play. Mm. Definitely not Geelong. If I'm the Giants and I'm putting in a request, I'm saying I want that to be the last place that we ever go to. Yep. Ballarat, well, I think, would be second last. I'd be more than comfortable to take on the Sydney Swans if I'm the Giants at the MCG or, Met- or uh, Marvel. Yeah, MCG, at least they get a game at the MCG because, let's face it, you've got to win at the MCG yep, to win the flag. got to play there anyway. Brisbane and St Kilda, Metricon Stadium, line currently 27.5 to Brisbane at Bluebet. In Madden and Neil for Brisbane, out Jared Berry, Pryor and Matheson. Berry's out injured, but Pryor and Matheson omitted. For the Saints, in Zach Jones, mm. out Josh Battle, omitted. And Jack Higgins is injured. Uh, going to be really tough going for the Saints, as good as they were last week outside of that last quarter. And as good as they've been for the last two weeks, that's a tough road trip. You bring back in Lockie Neal. Um, Zach Jones comes back in for his first game since round eight. He did, I think, the following mm. week uh, at a training session. So he's had surgery. So he's back into the team, which is significant. That'll help them. But I just can't see the Saints getting within, let's round it off, within four and a half goals. I, I think that the way that the Lions are playing, they head back up to Queensland, even though it isn't at the Gabba. Mm. I still think the Lions get that done. Yeah, the uh, Brisbane Central is still a hotter spot uh, for COVID than the Gold Coast. So that's why that game's been played down there, if you're unaware. Western Bulldogs and Sydney, line currently 20.5 to the Dogs at Bluebet. So the Dogs are the favourites. In for the Dogs, Richards, Crozier, Eugle Hagen, as we've mentioned. Mm. Shackie's in the squad as well. Oh. Sweet's in the squad. So they could play a high heap of big guys. McNeil also into their squad, out Norton. Uh, McLean and Lipinski's been omitted, as well as McLean. For Sydney, in Sinclair, O'Reardon and Stevens, no outs just yet because they won by so much last week. It would be uh, unfortunate for you if you were the out. There's yeah. no outs yet. I wouldn't be shocked if this was an upset. Now, it's not a huge upset because they're both very good teams, but I like what Sydney are doing. I, I like how they've changed their game. and I think they need to be acknowledged for their ability to adapt, particularly with ball in hand. And I said this earlier about Jamara Oogelhagen, the matchup that he's going to get. When you play the Sydney Swans, you know you've played a game of football after mm. the two hours. You walk off sore. No matter how well they're going or how bad they're going, it's a combative game. Um, I think Sydney get that. 
If they get a 20 and a half point start, mm. I, I like the Sydney Swans in this game. I like uh, that you like it. Richmond <laughs> and Collingwood line currently seven and a half points to Richmond at Bluebet. So Richmond, a uh, couple of big ins. Nankervis is back. Rioli is back. Sydney Stack has been given the call up. Um, Matty Parker. Matt Parker to mm. debut. So he's the ex saint that they took in the mid season draft. Uh, Mansell and Will Martin also into the squad. Out Hooley, Coleman Jones and Edwards. Um, Nick Vloston has been named at this stage, so we'll keep an eye on that. For Collingwood, in Callum Brown, Jack Ginnivan, so another debutant for Collingwood. Uh, Henry's back into the lineup after playing, I think, round one or round two. Uh, Rusco and Kelly, so it's a young Collingwood team, out Dacos injured, and Poulter's been omitted, so mm. one young debutant this season out as well. Well, this was the one I was going to be the most intrigued about in regards to the ins and the outs. So off the back of both of these clubs' performances, and once again, the Pies were good for the last 30 minutes of the game against the Saints last mm-hmm. week. But outside of that, I thought this was not a defining moment in regards to Robert Harvey, but just a stance on on what they're going to be for the remainder of this year. Do they go all youth? Or are they prepared to still stick with what they've got? So Paul mm-hmm. Trailer team probably surprises me a little bit. Dacos is the other exclusion. But he was injured. But, I mean, even in regards to the Tigers, every time they bring in some big names. So Nankervis is obviously significant. Rioli, Sydney Stack gets another opportunity, but they lose Hooley. They lose Coleman Jones, mm. who's been playing some really good football. Edwards, all injured. And Nick Vlossen, at this, sta- at this stage, he's been named. I still think the Tigers get this done by over seven and a half points. With all of that taken into consideration, the Tigers aren't anywhere near what they once were. And it's more than the last couple of weeks where mm. they've been poor. This has been going on for quite a period of time that they are way off the mark defensively. But I still think they win. Ever fallen asleep on the train and woken up and realised that everybody else is off and you're the last one on? That's how I feel on Richmond's bandwagon right now. Everybody else has dropped off. Yeah. I'm the nutter who's asleep mm. and I'm sticking on it and I'm going to ride it out for a little while longer just yet. This could be the greatest turnaround in form. So without going to too much detail with all the numbers, but since round eight, a lot of their defensive numbers are 15th and 16th mm. in the competition. Stopping the oh, ball. Oh, I should have got off. Four or five well, stops I, ago. I think we all have. And we're all just waiting for that well, moment to say, I, some, I knew this was Some got off early it. and they're laughing at me sitting there Well, down. it's not over just yet. Yeah. It, it's not over. For those that believe that the eight doesn't change, I know Joey Montagna's been huge on this. Yes. It, it's, it hasn't changed until he, the end of the season. He's still of the belief that it won't change even though it just changed. Well, he's changed his, <laughs> he's changed his course of attack and but saying, he well, it'll I, change back. back yeah, right. he's gone the reverse yep. double jeopardy that it's going to get back to what it once was. But... The Tigers concern me because of their, their, their lack of defensive system, which was once a thing of beauty. So I'm taking Richmond in the multi. So that's who I'm putting in. Go Tigers. In. So, so uh, Duncan from Bluebet's taking the West Coast at the points. Nicky Dow's taking Essen at the points. I'm taking Richmond at the points. And Shane, who has uh, won the multi for his umpiring team, uh, is taking Giants at the line. West Coast and North Melbourne, the last game. Line currently 26.5 to West Coast. At Bluebet, Nicky Dowell reckons they'll get that covered for the West Coast in Gaff, Archie, Nelson, Rotham. Liam Ryan's back, which is great news. O'Neill also into the lineup. Out Witherden, injured. Redden, injured. Jones, injured. For North, Lazaro's back. Son of Vinny. Patrick Walker, the debutante, has been named so uh, and goes pretty well, I'm told. Polak and Campbell are also in. Out Ford, omitted. Jared Polak back in the mix, mm. the forgotten man, wasn't he? And he was spoken about so much a couple of years ago, and then you, you quickly forget that he hasn't been in the team for the majority of this year. Now, the West Coast Eagles are very, very fortunate they're playing North Melbourne because almost any other team would beat them on their on their recent form. I've just looked at their last two weeks. 
They gave out 28 scoring shots against the Sydney Swans, not 118 points. The week before against the Dogs at home, they gave up 13 goals and 20 behinds. 33 scoring shots. Mm. That That is not anything like the team that we thought they would be. And I put my hand up. I was... I was strong on them. I thought they still had a squad that could compete with the very best. Well, they're nowhere near that at the moment. So I still think they get the job done and they'll get the job done comfortably by uh, 26 and a half points. They'll be over that. But they've got two teams that currently sit in the top eight for the remainder of the year, the West Coast Eagles. They've got the Crows, St. Kilda, the Pies and Freo who are sitting outside it. They haven't got much room for error. So they still got the D's and the Lions to play in rounds 21 and 23. They need to get a regular. That's, that's the issue. They played the last three, the mm. D's, the Lions, and squeezed in between that I is Fremantle at, yeah. in the Derby. Yeah. So that's not going to be an easy game to win, especially even if Freo can't make the eight. If Freo know that I can knock West Coast out of the finals, yep. that's going to be huge. It'll be the grand final. Yep. It'll they'll, be the WA grand final that game. You're spot on. They'll, they'll want to, definitely want to take a scalp no matter what Fremantle, depending on, without depending on what um, mm. West Coast have done to that point. But I still think they get this job done, but they need to uh, a, nice, a nice cold shower just to wake up. By the way, if you're heading to Marvel Stadium or the MCG this weekend, a reminder, you can now listen to the SEN Stadium call, download the SEN app, Listen live, play by play, no delay at the MCG and Marvel Stadium. So try SEN Stadium if you're at a venue this weekend. We'll take a break and wrap it all up before we head to AFL Nation. Anthony Hudson just warming up the vocal cords. He's leading the team for AFL Nation's call of Port Adelaide up against Melbourne tonight. Kane Corns, part of the team as well. Should be a ripper night, but stick around. On SEN. The Picks with David King and Sam Edmund. Big game tonight coming your way on AFL Nation. Port Adelaide and Melbourne. Anthony Hudson, Kane Corns as part of the AFL Nation team coming your way at 7 o'clock. Thanks to one classic lager, a beer you can count on. Dell, who is the one you can count on this week? I'm fast-forwarding to Sunday afternoon at the okay. MCG. Tigers are taking on the Pies. Dustin Martin will tear it a new one. Right. Dustin Martin to fly. He will take full responsibility for what that team needs to not only get the job done by more than seven and a half points, but to do it extremely comfortably. It'll be vintage Dustin at the MCG. Uh, I like it. Um, Who have you got? Well, I don't think the West Coast Eagles will lose. So is that one I can count on, even though it's, uh, it's a fairly s- obvious? Yeah, but you don't sound very confident with this. No, is no, like no, 100%. No, I've no. Got, I'm backing this in. That was a bit of a tip Right, tower. okay. Uh, Nick Hind, four bounces. Yeah, How's that sound? Total that or in one just go? A, just a radical um, left fielder. I um, like it. Four bounces, four, two holding the balls again. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind of game I want him to play. Is that take, fair? You've got to take both sides. Yeah, I like exactly. that. you got to take the good with the bad. I love watching him play, and there's a few players in that bracket right now as well. Uh, that's for one classic lager, one standard drink, and a big 500ml can available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. And congratulations to Macca in Blackburn, who texted in about Hawthorne and the Clarkson situation, you've won a slab of one classic lager, a beer you can count on, available at Dan Murphy's and BWS. Uh, I mentioned that Port Adelaide and Melbourne coming away very shortly from the Adelaide Oval. It's been a massive week of news. Uh, just in finishing, yes, Steve Hocking, um, he was the early news this week, yeah. departing AFL House. Surprise to you, it was a surprise to most. And yeah. Do you want to give him a, a mark out of 10? I, I have been shocked by the the critiquing of him by the general people in the pop, in the in the country. I was shocked that I thought he'd done a really good job, and my interactions with him were always at least he was open to hearing all ideas. Mm. Doesn't have to take them all on board, but 
actually thought he'd done a good job, but I just didn't get that feel. Maybe it was social media again. I just, I was shocked that people weren't happy with what he'd done. No one breaks for the AFL, Dow. Well, yeah, valid point. So that's, I forgot about that part. And he came from Geelong, which and he's know, going back there. There was actually Geelong there was a, there was a couple of funny tweets. Can I? I'll share one. I can't right. remember. And it said that Steve Hawking's finishing up at the AFL and going to Geelong to take up a new role. There was a lot of tweets suggesting that he'd already been doing both roles oh. and supporting the Cats along the way anyway. Boom, boom. No late <laughs> changes for tonight, by the way. The subs are Frederick and Sparrow. So they are the subs for tonight's game. Now, I promised you last week, so I probably shouldn't have made it a promise, that Kingy and Sam Edmund will be back this week. And uh, I apologise to you. That was um, something that I probably shouldn't have promised in advance. So I won't promise you they'll be back next week. It could <laughs> well be Nick Dalsano and myself back next week for the picks. But uh, I'm hearing on the grapevine that Kingy and Sam Edmund will be right. So uh, make sure you're tuning into the picks next week. Stick around. Survey though. says. Stick around. Port Adelaide and Melbourne live from the Adelaide Oval on AFL Nation next. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.